Welcome back to Stereotherapy. I'm your host, Lisa, and as always, Justine is with me. If it's your first time here, this is a show that showcases the importance of music and mental health. Sometimes Justine and I will share how music has made an impact in our own mental health journeys, and sometimes we will be joined by some wonderful guests to share their own stories with us. Remember to share, like, and subscribe to us if you're liking what you're hearing. But I think it's also called following. So on any app you're doing this, just go ahead and give us a follow as well. It would really mean a lot to us. You can also leave us a star rating and write us a review there on any platform if you would like to. Again, it just lets us know how we're doing and we would really appreciate it. Don't forget to head on over to our website and catch up on our pod blogs, drop us a message and listen to our playlist. You can do that at www.stereotherapypod.com. And today, Justine and I are going to be talking about the almighty under oath. And I had this episode in the back pocket and completely forgot about it. To be completely (laughs) honest, things just got kind of hectic over here. And thankfully, Justine reminded me of it because I wouldn't have wanted to forget about it because it was so important to do. And I can't wait to get into this incredible band that has definitely made a mark on myself, Justine, and just so many of you. So I'm so excited to do it. And thank God for Justine. Uh, But let's just get into it, Justine. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I've been really run down lately and tired. But, you know, I go through those bouts from time to time. And the cats have been super snuggly, which does not help. I am so jealous of your snuggly of your cats whenever I see it I'm like I just need a pet now I just have my anyone that follows me on Instagram or whatever I have pet squirrels that live outside and um deer now and chipmunks like I don't have that cuddly aspect of a pet I mean they these animals get excited when I drive up but like it's not the same thing so I get so jealous when I see those videos I'm like oh I need to hide my life. <laughs> I keep telling you, I'll send you the dog. You can, I can just ship Athena over to you. I'll take She's her. all yours. <laughs> I'll take her. I'll take her. We'll, we'll match each other, but it is. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's crazy to think about too, before we get into this, that this is the last episode too of our second, I mean, they call them seasons on the podcast or whatever, but like, it is the end of that. And it's one, it's a great episode to end with. But two, it is just wild to think about. Again, thank you to everybody so much that has listened and liked it or shared it or not even liked it. Maybe you just start checking it out to check it out right now because of any promo we put up. But thank you because it's really awesome. And it really means a lot to have anybody check it out at least, you know, whether you like it or not. So thank you. Uh, but Again, I'm just going to let Justine take it away today. I'm going to let her go first on this. And like, how has Under Oath made an impact either on your life or like that you saw like with music or music taste, any of that? And again, I mean, we have talked about it, I think in passing. I don't know. Like, I, I yeah, just we feel like we really got in depth about it. No. So like, what's kind of your take on them? So I actually didn't get into them when I was younger. Um, I didn't really have any friends who listened to them, at least not to where they actually talked about them or played them around me anyways. Mm -hmm. So they might have liked them and we just didn't ever talk about them or listen to them together. Um, There was definitely uh, a couple boys in my high school. I remember like wearing their t-shirts, including my high school crush, which surprisingly did not make me check them out. (laughs) It wasn't like, 
oh, they're wearing this band shirt. Maybe I should go uh, figure out who that is. I, I didn't, you know, dive in because of that, which, you know. But there wasn't a lot of under oath fans around me at the time when they came out. So I didn't have that, like, influence to get into them around me. But when their album Erase Me came out, I had a friend ask me to go to their concert with her. So I was just like, okay, sure. Why not? Because that's what I do. I like to, if somebody wants to go to a concert, whether I really know them or not, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm, so I like same. to go to shows. So, um, so I was listening to that album in particular, just for preparation to know like what they're going to play. I listened to everything, but like mainly that album, since that was what they were touring for. And I loved that album. And I thought they were super great live. They're super fun. And it helped make me a fan. I'll tell you what, like, it's funny you brought up about the shirt because anyone knows a few episodes back where I talked about the, my locker crush that was wearing a Thursday shirt. And that, <laughs> that is how I, that is how I got to Thursday. I feel like that uh, <laughs> happens with us girls a lot. Like yeah. whether it's like somebody we like has is wearing a shirt or talks mm. about a band or like I mentioned before, like sometimes I got into bands just by seeing like a picture of them in a magazine. I'm like, they look super cool. Yeah. Or like that girl's really pretty or that guy is really oh. good looking. And then, you know, I know that seems like a super shallow way to like start, but it's still a way to start. And I feel like that happens a lot with girls in particular. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, for me, just because I just am piggybacking after listening to, uh, Allie Hagendorf, which I just love her. I love her show so much. I've talked about it before, but like she had Jason Alon on there and he's, um, you know, obviously of Let Live and then um, now Fever 333. And when I first got into him and anything Jason was doing, I literally, it was because of his antics and how he looked. Like, I just thought he was so crazy. I didn't even hear Let Live at that point years ago, (laughs) but like, I was like, holy shit. And then from there then became obsessed but like again it was that visual thing that stuck with me and uh it just is and now I'm a huge fan forever but um and now it's like I feel like Under Oath for me is just such an important band in my life and I think much like Corn, which a lot of people if they saw me on like my TikTok Instagram they'd be like no way yeah like I'll loved corn hiding corn cds under my pillow all that like i loved them so much and um they were my gateway into heavy music but like without having under oath in my life i don't quite know if i would get into the direction i did with music because don't get me wrong i adored the pop punk side of things and i guess emo wave they call it but like again having bands like deftone slipknot corn and then finding under oath it would just opened a completely different window for me in terms of music and just what i liked and really gravitated towards i'll forever be that hardcore post hardcore lover like i'm still in my late 30s which is wild to say out loud but i am i'm 37 so but um but it's like but i think just so many around my age during that 2004 year when they first heard they're only chasing safety they were just blown away and before anyone says to themselves or whatever hearing this yes they had the changing of times which was my first intro to them via one of those compilations they had like for warp tour like i missed the compilation era because it was just so cool 
it was a good way to like discover new bands too it was and that's where i found under oath like i i did not know of them like i knew of them before uh they're only chasing safety but be like i found them on a compilation i was like oh what is this and then of course when i heard they're only chasing safety it was like wait this is like and obviously i know people are gonna say okay the lead singer yes obviously there was that change from dallas but just so wild to think about like that's where i found them but I think a lot of people only chasing their only chasing safety was what led them to under oath. And I think a lot of bands that were so popular at the time and under oath really just stood alone, whether it was on warp tour, a tour or just their music in general, they just stood on their own. And I'll get into like how they even more went off on their own. When I talk about when my all time favorite records, which is define the great line. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Oh no, like, just because it was not they're only chasing safety. And I think a lot of people think of Under Oath with that record, which is great. But no, Define the Great Line, all the way for me. I will fight anyone all day. That record's amazing. And so was Erase Me. So like, what? I, I they're still killing it. Like, I just love them so much. And I just think like this man, like this band was just that is and still just something live. Like what you were saying, Justine, like a hundred percent. I don't think. I, I didn't think there was another band like Under Oath, at least where I was listening. So like you had like the screamo phases, but this was just something so much bigger. And ask any newer band of this genre, kind of sort of genre. Um, and I'm sure Under Oath is an influence. And for me, just loving this music was just such a catalyst that I put up in a teaser we did for this episode, if you saw it. And how many people in the scene I grew up in, and I'm going to say the dudes, I will just say it, not a hater of dudes here, but they were, uh, they would constantly think girls shouldn't listen to this music or, oh, yeah. um, and again, not all dudes, but a lot were elitist. And man, like I, I have music, like I loved music like this and it was and always that safe space at shows sometimes and some you either had guys wanting to quiz you on the songs or dudes thinking you weren't a real fan and yeah. this episode for me was almost like a healing of my younger self that like I stuck with this genre and this band that I loved no matter how many said oh, okay you don't know what you're talking about and no I'm gonna prove it to you and uh it's like just to kind of also get back to their shows it's like Oh God, in 2006, I talk about the show to this day because live this band was one of the best and dare I say, have like hands down, one of the scariest shows I've ever attended in my life was Under Oath. Um, and it was at the Raven Milwaukee, like that uh, Eagles ballroom. So that the bigger one, not the smaller one. Um, and it was Armor for Sleep, Under Oath and Taking Back Sunday which is insane to think about where those bands were and their careers during that year. But like I stayed out all day and then ran to the barricade when they put us in. And I was just so excited and armor for sleep was great. And then it was under up why they were not headlining. I will never know. No shade to taking back Sunday, but I don't <laughs> know why they were not headlining because to find the great line came out and like, they were just, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe there was like, they, maybe they were piggybacking like one night, you know, co-headlining. I don't know. But it was just so awesome because I was front row. I was so ready. But the lights went pitch black and these strobe light things were like flashing, like just intensely. And you just knew all hell was going to break loose 
on this venue and I noticed the lack of security but I was like maybe they're waiting for you know who knows like I don't know and maybe like there were four for this total barricade and I mean again if you've never been to the Eagles ballroom it's like it's big up there like I mean think of any big major band they play at this place um think of your like I guess biggest venue that's non-arena I think that would kind of like make sense if you've never been there. But again, I don't remember what they opened up with, but it got intense. And there was one song because again, it was so dark when anyone crowd surfed, it would be black and you would just get the flash of the strobe. So like it'd be black strobe. And like, there was just one kid that my friend, Jesse, shout out to Jesse, if you're listening and we basically held up because no security was there. And like when the strobe would flash, you would then have to hope security was there because like, again, you wouldn't see the crowd surfers until like they were on top of you or, and this one kid like had this fear in his eyes of like, I'm going to fall. <laughs> like, again, we were holding this kid. It was the most, I don't think they were prepared for what under oath was. And you would just have to hope security was there. And later we saw people running from all directions, uh, whatever, to grab kids. Like maybe they were doing concessions or whatever. They they just didn't look like security. And I think they just ran from wherever. And it, to this day, it was literally the most insane show I've ever attended. And I still think about it. And like, it was just how intense and just, I think, shows what Under Oath was. And I mean, I had the most bruises on my body from that show. And I I don't even know, like I lost stuff that day, but I mean, I just, they were such a special band. And I think, I don't know if it was just a cathartic experience, but man, like they just, uh, they were just so good and they are just so good. I mean, I haven't been able to see them in a while, but this band just for me is so important because Again, I don't think I would have taken the route I did with a certain type of music without them. And I think just hearing them and that dual vocal of Aaron and Spencer, I don't know. I It just fits. And especially like that whole like when it's like especially that breakdown, everybody knows it like where it's like drowning in my sleep and it's like. I'm not even going to sing it because someone's going to fucking torch me over this. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about where it gets like really like and it's like. Oh, I just, I'm going to post, I will tell you where to listen to it. If you go to our <laughs> I, I website, know what song you're talking about. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So like, just, oh my God. Like I'm getting like chills literally talking about, but like that's, that's under oath. And I think that little stuff like that is just, I don't think I definitely like, I just always gravitated towards this music. Like I said, I love the other stuff. I love my quiet stuff, but like, no under oath forever and I think we can't not talk about what this band's role in mental health is I mean that's what our podcast is about but it's just that's another reason why I wanted to do this episode and I remember Justine you telling me about it again and reminding me I was like yeah how could how could we not and I think (laughs) in what ways do you think under oath um, is helping the message of mental health importance or like sharing their own mental health journeys with fans so i'm mainly going to talk about aaron in particular yes um he's been <laughs> he's been upfront with like his battle with anxiety he's talked about how people always told him just 
don't think about it and mm-hmm. move on. Just kind of put it in the back of your mind. And of course, that led to bottling it up, which only made it worse, of course, because that always does make it worse. And he talked about how eventually he was starting to like miss meals and meetings and sound checks. And it got to the point that he was getting like chest pains and he'd be out of breath and basically having panic attacks. And it was at that time that the rest of the band was like, just it's not in your head Mm -hmm. you're not just making this up you need to get some help and I think that in itself speaks a lot too is the fact that like the rest of the band was like no man like you are not making this up you're not over exaggerating it something's going on you need to go get some help and he ended up finding a lot of relief through medicine and exercise which I personally am always happy when people are like, yeah, medicine yes, has helped me in my situation. Because I know, especially like our generation in particular as millennials, where it's just like, it was constantly just preached to us that like, you don't need to take medicine for that. <laughs> like, you don't want to take any medicine. That's bad. You know, just go outside just go hang out with friends Uh and so the more that people talk about how like yeah okay I had to have medicine in order to get better um does that work for everybody not necessarily like some people don't have to use medicine and that's fine but like it's not bad it's not a bad thing to have to be medicated and so I personally am always so happy when people will speak up and be like yeah I had to get put on medication that's what helped me to find like a sense of normalcy. So I really appreciated when I saw that. <laughs> and uh, a direct quote from him in particular is that everyone deals with some form of mental struggle. It's a hard one to talk about, but if we can break the chain of stigma and of embarrassment, I truly believe we can be better and more accepting. And I think that's super true as well. Like, Mm. the more we're going to talk about it, especially um, the more that men start to talk about it in particular, because up until, like, I feel recently, it's only been women that have been very expressive of it, which, of course, adds the stigma of that women are just very emotional and, you know, just over-exaggerating of things, which isn't true. So it's not only helping women as well if more men speak up about it but it's going to help men to stop bottling it up because it is a real thing it does need help and it's okay because you're not the only one so I really appreciated everything that I saw about his struggle and what he was willing to share about no a hundred percent like I have a heart for Aaron Gillespie oh my god like I years ago I got to meet him at Warp Tour and he was the kindest person ever and I I did so it's funny like I wrote down little notes about just under oath in general one of my things it was like I even ever written down I was like tell Justine like thank you because you're gonna because it's something you brought oh up about when we were with um talking with Zach of when the sun sets and you when he brought up he was on antidepressants and you yeah. had said 
you loved that he had said that. And I had written because Aaron Gillespie was saying how, you know, he was on SSRI, like since I think 2011 or something like that. Like he's been on it. And I, again, I loved that you said that because again, that was so important. I remember you saying how important that was. So like, that's, that was for me too. And knowing that and like something too with Aaron was he had said a trigger of his anxiety was touring. And it's like, that's wild because like, his job as a musician you know like he's yeah. asked to tour and I can't imagine like I, we all have our triggers with mental health but I had no idea like that was a trigger of his and something I respect about him too is how he says so often people will want to help people and they'll reach out and then they'll leave it there and how we yeah. shouldn't do it as just one time. It should be an all the time thing. And it is something 100%. I, oh my God, it's something I've preached forever. If people have heard me on here, you have are just in life, check on your people. It is yes. so important. Don't just stop, leave it once and leave it there. And I love that he had said that. And again, like, oh, everything you said, like hundred oh. percent, like oh. I am one of those people. Okay. Like if you don't constantly, and I know it sounds horrible because like it should be a two-way street. But the right. thing is, Same. I get swallowed whole by what I have to go through day to day. Okay. And it might be like, <clears throat> well, Justine, what do you mean? Like you have days off. No, <laughs> my brain does not shut off. Okay. So if I'm in it and you're not somebody who's going to constantly check in with me, I might not talk to you for months and it doesn't mean that like, I don't care about you or I don't love you. It's my brain. I lose track of time and I get very swallowed whole by any kind of stress. Mm -hmm. So if you're not constantly able to like check in with me and talk to me and like send me silly videos or silly pictures, like memes, I, might not remember to get back to you and that's something that's so important and I'm really glad that like that was something you had mentioned because like I don't people Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand that like when you're in that sense of like mind frame like you lose track of time and you forget how long it's been since you've touched you know base Mm -hmm. with somebody else And that can be a struggle to start that conversation again sometimes. So if you care about somebody and you know, there's somebody that like, they're like me, that it gets away from them, you know, just keep touching base from time to time Mm -hmm. because I, I'm never mad at somebody for like starting up chit chat every once in a while, because sometimes I just forget to start it because I'm so swallowed whole by everything else. And it's definitely something really important and knowing that it's not that I don't care. It's that I need a little bit more help than maybe some of your other friends when it comes to sticking with conversation and remembering to get to you. If that makes sense. No, it does. It's something I struggle with too. Um, I do. And I've also held myself accountable for that too. And like, Hey, again like how long time has passed but it's like me even in the past four years of our hard times with g you know people would would have reached out but then once i said like i'm fine even though i know i am not fine and again maybe that 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 is my fault again i will hold myself (laughs) accountable there i have yeah but 
the people stopped. It's when people stopped reaching out during yeah. a really difficult time that that's when it was bad. And I loved when I saw in like digging up a couple of stuff about under oath, like Aaron saying that it just, it was like, Oh, thank you. And thank you for getting that out to the masses because there's a couple yeah. of videos I will post. Cause there's a lot of it that they've talked about and very open. And again, like from a male perspective, as you said, it's so important, especially a band like Under Oath, um, that in a genre that, you know, like we all kind of keep things in. So I just, oh, so much respect. And I, oh, and again, if you haven't never checked out his side project, The Almost, I know it's older. Yes. But if you've not, I oh love my, them. Oh my God. So good. I, oh, like I, oh, just so, so good. So like that's, can't get enough of that. And I mean, we have to also talk, we got to talk about Spencer and, um, obviously is the lead vocalist if you were forever like stumbling upon this you've never heard of under oath yes um because i thought i should say that just in case you never know but if anyone isn't aware of that yeah he's also so open with his own mental health and specifically depression and uh drug addiction and how he had to pull himself out of florida where he was and everyone and everything he knew. And he was able to learn a lot about himself in this healing process. And then being able to finally go back to where he was. And he had to give up a lot of people that kind of fit that certain lifestyle that might reel him back in those addiction tendencies. And I think that it's, that's so often and so true. And I think a lot of things he said, like, I'm sure a lot of people don't really like me too much anymore because I had to. And I've had a few friends that have battled addiction. And sadly, you know, I'm not as close with them um, because they needed to do some things for themselves. And I think it's it's difficult. And one of the things he highlights too is it's difficult for everybody involved because if you're on the outside, you don't know what to do all the times. And just a lot of respect for being open about that and having to do that and kind of really realizing too that there isn't a cure necessarily for addiction in his eyes but if you replace it with a more positive outlet uh to get that release you need um and why he was turning to drugs um but again i just appreciate so uh, open spencer is about also a, a relapse he had and as well as that sense of failure that comes along with it and when that happens and he describes addiction so well about how you are trying to feel better and use these substances to try and heal that. And um, it's in this heart support video, which again, I will post because he goes really in depth a little bit. Um, and I think it's so important to get a perspective and a so honest perspective again, because I think he just speaks so wonderfully about it and not to be embarrassed uh, to ask for help if you need it. And Spencer just really goes into how there was a lot of blame on him when the band went on hiatus and I mean, broke up hiatus, um, you know, cause I don't know, like if I said hiatus, someone's like, oh, they broke up. If I said broke up, they're going to say hiatus. So I'm going to say hiatus broke up, um, just to keep everybody at bay. Um, I mean, he, he said that a lot of people assumed it was because, you know, they weren't labeled a Christian band anymore and themselves going through a lot and how that really took effect on him. And, uh, and I think he really was honest about that and how there was some backlash about like, Hey, you know, you're going through this, whether it's addiction or depression, because 
you know, you don't follow God anymore. Now, whether he did or not, right, but they came out and they were a Christian band in the beginning. And I think that has changed as they've grown up. And I think I respect Spencer a lot for talking about how, you know, you get this backlash and you aren't allowed to question and how, again, when there were these articles published about the band uh, wanting to place the blame on Spencer and how he find the most support outside of the Christian community and how there was a time where it, it just was really tough. And I think, again, when we talk about mental health, I can't imagine as you grow up and you begin to question things. And again, I'm not ever going to bash religious people or religion. Um, I mean, no secret. It, it's just not for me. Organized religion is not for me. But I think it was really interesting to see Spencer and Aaron um, speak about how it was just, a, you know, there was such a change in the band and how they all feel differently. You know, some still believe, some don't. And um, they're able to communicate better because of that. But that Spencer specifically said if he was still a Christian today, he doesn't know if he would still be there and be here with us. And I think going through what he went through because there wasn't really help, you know, it was, we'll pray for you or, um, you know, oh, you got to do this or do that. But where he really needed help. And again, I'm not bashing, but I think it was very interesting, especially as they were this Christian band to begin with for Spencer, would be open about that and his struggles and be honest and open about also not being labeled a Christian band anymore. And, and I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's so interesting. And I think Spencer also hasn't been shy to talk about his own personal story behind the song Rapture um, and uh, how it really tackles his long, his longtime drug addiction and the drugs power over people. And I think he has said, like, he hopes that this song will help people face similar struggles. And that his thought is that writing lyrics that are just so honest and brutal, and sometimes like if anyone is, uh, it, it sucks to talk about these things and be open, but hopefully they can help other people and be like, yeah, I feel that too. And I mean, something to kind of bring up too about Aaron and Spencer is like, when Under Oath had broke up, uh, you know, after years of just a lot going on, um, back in 2013, uh, you know, uh, Spencer said he took it harder than others. You know, that's when he had moved to New York, um, kind of that fresh start, you know, uh, to get away from Florida. But there was a lot of stuff going on there and with his addiction during that time. Um, but he also was someone that uh, Aaron Gillespie was so amazing that he really... Um, set uh, Spencer up with a substance abuse therapist. And it's noted that Spencer never paid a dime for that. And it just, I think, and Spencer's gone on record saying like, that's a real friend. You know, Aaron had literally done this for me and he just waited for me to be ready for it. And I think again, like that just shows like what Aaron was talking about. And you brought up Justine like and stuff like literally lived that with Spencer and being there for him and waited for him and, did what he could to help him, you know? And, and I think that's having those people in your life is so important. And I think Aaron's been another one to talk about religion and how they're not really, um, and breaking off from being Christian, um, 
you know, a lot of people said, oh, you have your first F word in a song, you know, and I think while some wanted to laugh about that, I think it was a freeing thing for under oath to break away from that. And I think, again, just, I, I think I just, I have so much respect and more respect doing like whenever we do these diggings on bands and stuff, I just have such a, a more, I guess, just, I, I guess, respect, just respect than I ever did. I always respected them, but like that they're one open about it and able to, but two, just so honest about where they're at, what they felt, what they went through, um, whether it is their views on the religious aspect or their own mental health and being men. And I just, I have so much respect for under oath and I just, oh. I, I do. I, I could go on. Like, uh, there's so much more that they have done. And they've also done things like I should really quick mention, too. They've done um, the countless organizations that you can meet a band and go to a show if you donate to some mental health organizations, too. So I think that's really, really interesting. And I think it's just well, so wonderful, too. I I don't know. I, I think every band I say there's no better band, but like, they're just so wonderful. Yeah, I think. I loved all that personally. I feel like some of my resistance towards getting into the band initially was the whole Christianity thing because like at the time that was when I was really starting to like break away from the idea of like religion and start to question things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of one reason why I kind of resisted them because I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, because I knew that they were a Christian band. Yeah. I knew that much. So I think that was like, for me, it was like, how how can you scream and right. be Christian? Like, that just seems weird. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm like, how much frustration are you going to have and scream in a song, but be religious based? You know what I mean? Like, it, it was. No, I'm sure like, a lot of people again, felt that way. Like, like, and it's nothing against anybody who is religious in right. any manner. Again, like, Lisa said like it's not for me <laughs> like there's right there's yeah. reasons why it's not for me but like for me like like everything you just said was just great and the whole idea of he was struggling and like all he was getting was like I'll pray for you because like that's initially too why I was just like okay I don't think this is for me you know what I mean because it's like that's not mm-hmm. that's not the way to fix things you know and right. um and I think that's another reason why it was, I'm glad I got into them once I finally got into them because like, you know what I mean? I got to watch them as they've like progressed away from that and yeah. start to like be more themselves and truly get to what they're aiming at. You know what I mean? And what yeah. they represent. And I love that. Like, I totally understand that aspect of it. Not given, not like the substance abuse part of mm-hmm. it, but like the idea of like, that's not who we are anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're going to truly be ourselves. But also I just, I love the fact that Aaron was there for him. Yeah. To help him get through all that. Like it takes that one friend that's willing to help you get out of the darkness to like, make it you know and yeah. I'm glad that they had each other oh absolutely and like I had to do some digging because like I I mean for anyone that doesn't know I mean 
I would love to just say, oh, I knew all of this. No. Um, <laughs> or Justine did as well. No, but like doing some digging is one of my favorite parts of this because I had no idea about that. Obviously, I've seen posts. I, I knew of Aaron and I, we share, uh, you know, GAD, generalized anxiety disorder. Like I was like, oh, wow, there's someone. And again, that idea, there's someone that I admire so much that battles the same thing as I do. Like that's, and then that's what's so incredible. Um, but I I had no idea with that connection with him and Spencer and helping. And I just, I have so much more respect. Like I always enjoyed, but I just have so much more respect for the band and where they're headed. And like, you picked a great record to like get back into them because Erase Me, I think it oh, gets it's so lot, good. I think it gets a lot of um, sort of like, eh, it really is an under oath. But again, I think it yeah. is. And I think it shows that they're literally in still in that league of their own as far as them and and they just finished a tour they were just here and i'm kicking myself in summer they were here with that better lovers band which i really want to see i think it was we came as romans oh i can't think of it but like it was such a great lineup but i'll be honest i'm older guys and it was a hundred plus degrees outside i did not go <laughs> but Everyone I know that has gone recently, again, under oath, is still just killing it. And I think it's even more admirable just to hear what they go through and that they still get up on stage for us. And they're still so friendly with fans and just warm and wonderful and going through all this shit that life throws at you. And they're able to do that. And they're together again. And I think... I just can't wait to see what's next for them. So I really uh, just, again, so much more respect. And I'll post all these videos because like they're literally so good. And I think it could really help someone too. So I really do. I hope you check it out, guys. Um, I will post all those, whether it's on that episode. I don't know what I should do. I mean, you guys let me know if you're listening. Do I do it on the website or do I just do it under the episode where you can click? Because I could do either. Maybe I'll do both. We'll see. You tell me. You tell me if you're listening to this, what you like, because I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I don't know how to access them. Um, But I guess we got to, you know, we'll bring up the mood a little bit and talk about some of our favorites. So I think... uh, yeah, let's just uh I gotta know some of your favorites, Justine. I, I gotta know what are what are some of these favorites of yours? We might have some different ones, I think. <clears throat> we might. Um, so I really like reinventing your exit. Cause like mm-hmm. for me, I take like the line, we wanna be somebody right now. Oh my god, yes. We're just looking for the exit. <laughs> and as like, of course, everybody wants to be liked, but like we need to find happiness first. That's how I took it. I love the created, I can't talk, sorry. I love the created void. Anyone struggling with mental illness can definitely relate to a line like they will never understand what eats at our insides. Mm-hmm. I, of course, love Rapture. I I hate it and sync with me. I also really love Numb off the newest album that they've released. That song's really good and that really hits. What about you? What do you like? I mean, no, and you know what? I love that you're bringing up such different ones too. And I think ones that I think maybe people are like sleeping on because I think a lot of people, I mean, the ones I'm going to choose, people are going to be say, oh yeah, of course, but I don't care. We're talking about what made an impact. What made an impact? I love new under oath, old under oath. 
Because again, I think they're just a timeless band. And I mean, again, if you follow Emo's Not Dead and Matt Cutshell, he literally at his wedding was singing. I love him. Like, oh, oh my God, save. I love him. And the fact that he was singing Reinventing Your Exit with his wife, Ariel. And that's what I want for my wedding. That it will be. I mean, somehow I will have that same energy because that was amazing. And that just shows like, these songs impact these bands impact so many people and different people and you still are in your 30s or you know i don't know how old he is he's got to be he probably is my, around us he's got to be around our age you know Has and it's like that just shows but like again like i said though define the great line is my favorite i have to and it's like um one of my favorite songs is uh you're ever so inviting because um there's that lyric to fit inside your mold would be to sell myself short and I t- still, it's just the way Spencer sings it. I think that's what it is too. Some of these things is the way it's sung and the noise of it, of like the, the, just everything and the energy. Like, again, sometimes I think you have to dig in the lyrics because people, bands like Under Oath or heavier bands, they're like, how do you know what they're saying? <laughs> like, that's everyone's main gripe, right? you can you just have to listen to it like i i like you can and maybe you'd understand why these bands are so important um writings on the walls of course when you hear that beginning part and you hear aaron's vocal and it's just like you know they miss that beat again it's like probably spencer comes in like i you know it if you've heard this song you you know what i'm talking about uh Again, reinventing your exit, I had to because I feel like although I heard of Under Oath prior with the changing of the times, this song was everywhere during 2004. I was graduating high school. Just that song, no matter when it is on, however. Um, And again, like the lyric you talked about, you know, we all want to be somebody, you know, and it's like, I just... Oh, it's just so good. It's just a good song. And I think no matter how many people say, oh, that's the most popular one. I don't care. <laughs> it made such an impact. I love it so much. And I think so many can agree. Um, down, set, go. Some will seek forgiveness. Others escape because it was just such a different song. Um, and then I got to go the best of me off the changing of times because that was my favorite under oath. Uh, or not my well be was at the time but it was my first introduction to under oath um on that compilation and had i not heard that i would not have even known um and again a boy brushed red i'm not going to go all into the title because people are it's dangerous business oh my god like I, again like i just and again it goes to those long titles because someone there's some long titles i know and it's like i just think that again like uh in to me with define the great line is that album is one of those albums i don't know if they made it this way but in my opinion you have to listen to it from front to back you cannot skip you do not skip you just listen to it and i think it just flows so well and i, I mean there's just so many and i just uh just love them and i need to see them alive again and sorry to them if however they are listening to this i don't know but if, however you are um it was just too hot for me. And I'm like 37. I can't do it anymore. Some I can't of us do it. are not, you know, some of us just do not fare well if it's over no. like 70 degrees. No. And I'm one of those people. Oh my God. But it's, oh God. I mean, I guess we could just go on. And I think, again, there's so many bands that have been 
so so influenced by them and again they've always been a league of their own they've always been a class act there's a reason they're still selling out venues and people are still loving them and whether it's at their wedding or in their car or just with their friends like I've had people put this on and you know all of us in our 30s we're still singing under oath and I just I think I would not have found the music I have found I found after them and really into the harder music that I am without under oath and whether you thought they've gone soft you don't like them you think they're this and that you can at least really respect them, what they did for music and what they're doing for mental health. So yeah, that's my, that's my little like <laughs> TED talk to you. They better respect under oath. Um, there will be no under oath slander. Um, <laughs> but I think we can just all see what massive advocates for mental health under oath is and has been. And this band is just such a, has such a legacy of continuing to change the game. And I know, again, some people are on the fence of this band, but I just feel like this was a lot of people's gateway to so much during that time. And again, they're still killing it. And I just from it just there, oh, there's so much from whether it was talking about, you know, when they took their hiatus and they're even that hiatus, they came back like there was no time passed at all. And people were waiting for them. And I think that says a lot. Um, such an important band. And again, oh, we could just gush on and on. But um, we definitely want to hear from all of you. How has this band, whether it was the members, the music, the energy of their live shows, how have they made an impact on you? And I mean, again, I cannot believe this is the end of season two, everybody. And I feel like this is such a bang to go off on because Under Oath is like that. Um, so yeah, again, I just want to thank anyone that's listened so far. Because again, this has just been so great. And I hope um, you find something that you can relate to and that you enjoy. And this episode was just so much fun to do. Like I'm literally sitting here like, oh, this is so great. I can't wait for this one to go out for everybody. And we can all thank Justine because <laughs> I cannot believe that I almost forgot about that. And I, we had this in our back pocket forever. I was like, oh, and, and yeah, I think this is like one of the ones we've talked about since the beginning that we definitely yeah. need to make sure we do. And is what a, what a great one to end on though mm -hmm. for season two and just thank you guys so much uh like you really are like making me and lisa's lives like we're so happy right now we're happy with being able to do this we're happy we have people that are listening and actively engaging um so thank you for anybody that's supporting that's sharing that's liking because like seriously you're making two girls dreams come true so yeah, like no, it's it is, and especially talking about bands like this because for a long time, there were, like I said in the beginning, there were a lot of people that, um, assumed that it couldn't be done. Um, yeah, especially by two girls, and um, exactly. I think I know it's been said often, but it's it's so important to say that, and um, that it is, it's it's so I I think about my younger self right now, like sitting in class listening to Under Oath in two thousand four. And it's like wild that like now this is going out. And it's just, again, stay true to yourself. No matter who calls you weird, no matter who yes. says this or that, or that band sucks or, but yeah. Or if anybody like, doesn't think you're a true fan, yeah, you don't oh, yeah. seem like you'd listen to this music. Oh my God. Yeah. We both have experienced that so much. And so many like females in particular, or, uh, them presenting people like mm -hmm. it, it's for, we get so much judgment. And the thing is, 
that shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks of a band or of how you seem like you would be it doesn't matter what matters is what music makes you happy what music brings you joy what music makes you feel and Mm -hmm. you definitely need to stick to your guns and not listen to anybody else no oh I love that because it's it's so true because all of these bands in some way are artists we've talked about um and artists we haven't yet have made such an impact and it's I think stay true to yourself I I can give anyone a lesson in that is like just stay true to yourself and the younger you is gonna sit there and be like holy shit like I can't believe that like sometimes we put these out and I'm like I'm talking about this this band I'm talking about this band and specifically this because this just brings me back to a lot in me finding myself and through this music and I love that there's this emo wave but I mean I think like the wave we went through was just so special and again like this band was was this band was a part of it for that so it's like it's just oh so special but again guys like this podcast is definitely um rooted in some not only child but teenage healing for mm-hmm. me and Lisa so and I know it's probably for so many of you that are listening so we appreciate that and in the process we're all kind of healing together <laughs> we're talking about our bands we are talking about what we love and um things that we experience and it's so great and magical how it bonds us all together it's, oh Oh, I just love it. But guys, we will see you guys next week. And it'll be the start of season three. And there's a lot on the horizon. It's like the most busiest, like seriously, we've been in a long time with guests. And it's exciting. Yes. Um. So get ready because there's a lot of cool people coming on and a lot of people that back this, which I'm so, so happy about. But yes, there's a lot going on. But again, like, Thank you so much, guys. We will see you guys next Tuesday. And again, please, 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 um, if you can, check out those links I'll post because they're really, really great to uh, not just listen to how we talk, but um, how them themselves have talked about their own stories. Um, because, of course, I would love to have Under Oath on. I have tried, uh, but I don't have a connect. So let me know. Um, but I will give you the next best thing. I will give you some links. But we will see you guys next Tuesday, bright and early.